You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Summer concert season is almost upon us, and if you're heading out to a country show, it'll be all about the boots. With seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more, Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping in all boots as well as free returns and exchanges. And they ship right to your door. Go to Tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, so maybe your regular season stunk picking games. I know mine did. Well, let's not be babies about it. Let's crush the postseason. Mr. X joins me today to break down the super wild card weekend. We got listener feedback, some wild takes, more good news on Damar Hamlin, and a little history lesson on drug regulation. Your 40-minute wild ride of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Thursday, January 12, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right to it. Before we get to Mr. X, some feedback. Many people emailed me immediately to say, Zabe, Zabe, Zabe. You forgot when you said no team has ever done this, where they've taken a quarterback high, and then they're like, oh, this guy's not so good, and then they went right back and took another quarterback. 1-1. Everyone said, hello. Knock, knock. Ever heard of the Arizona Cardinals? Ever ever heard of Josh Rosen out of UCLA? I think he was taking ninth or 10th overall. It was like one tick ahead of Justin Fields, who was the 11th overall pick. But they quickly found out, this guy, this guy can't play. And so they took Kyler Murray one slash one the next year, and away they went. So it would not be unprecedented if the Bears were to take, say, Bryce Young at that 1-1 spot, but it doesn't seem like they have a real stomach to do it. Fields was taken 11th overall, and that was a trade-up by the Bears where they sent a first, a fourth, and a fifth to switch places with the Giants to move from 20 to 11. It's a pretty steep price just to move to scooch nine spots and to scooch nine spots only up to the 11 
spot. Not even the top five. One would imagine that they could get a lot more for a team willing, if they're truly in love with, say, a Bryce Young, to move up into the 1-1. But the thing is, they better be right about Justin Fields. If they're not, then guess what? Tell them what they've won. You lose. Good day, sir. You get nothing. And that's the thing. That's the thing you have to always think about the risk involved. More feedback. This one from Matthew Simon, listening to your podcast Monday, asking who does Kirby Smart look like? Wrong answers only. I say Kirby Smart looks like the guy from the Dr. Pepper commercials. <laughs> yes, Larry. The Dr. Pepper concessionaire. Dr. Pepper here, Dr. Pepper. It's not a bad one right there. I kind of like that. This one from Donald Thompson, he writes to say, Hey, Steed, longtime listener here. Love your show. I listen on the iHeartRadio app in my uh, car, on my phone. I mooch the free podcast four days a week as well. So I listen to you on both platforms. Anyhow, writes Donald Thompson, I work at the Wild Turkey Distillery here in Central Kentucky. Oh, all right then. I know you're a bourbonista or bourbonistan, and I thought you might find that interesting. Enjoy Wild Turkey. Sincerely, Donald Thompson. I am making paper sound effects as if I'm turning over rustling with and holding out at arm's length to see if I'm missing something, an electronic mail, which I didn't actually print out, so this is all theater of the mind. Acting! Brilliant! And I don't see the, I got some free wild turkey I want to send you in this email, Donald Thompson. I don't see a, hey, I've got some wild turkey logoed Pro V1s that I think you'd enjoy. I don't see a, hey, if you're ever down here, I can get you a VIP tour of the distillery. All I see is, hey, I work at Wild Turkey and I listen to you and you should enjoy Wild Turkey. Well, I do. Uh, I think it's a fine bourbon. I think it's uh, considered to be a pretty standard stock brand. It's not something that many of my bourbon nerds wax poetic about, but I like it. I love the name. Sounds cool. I'll have a wild turkey on the rocks. Wild turkey. But thank you, Donald. Appreciate that. Then there's this. <laughs> Bart Smith uh, in Fond du Lac writes the following. Hey, Steed. I'm Jaffa. J-A-F-A. And I'm just asking questions. What's Jaffa? Just asking fucking ask and just asking for answers. Ah, Jaffa. I'm just asking for answers. Jaffa. Who runs out regarding Quay Walker? Who runs out to a down player as a member of the opposing team's training staff and then shoves a player from either team to get to their downed player? I don't see that very often. Maybe it happens, but it's rare. First of all, the trainer did not shove the player, Quay Walker, didn't, it's not a shove. Anyhow, what member of the training staff turns to confront the return shove instead of being taken aback by the ultra and exceedingly rare and unplanned incident? I've only seen the replay of the return shove in slow-mo and it's still a quick spin and confront move by the unexpecting trainer. Yeah, because he's like, what in the fuck are you doing in the wake of Damar Hamlin? Anyhow, Bart Smith goes on to say, what team or coaching staff would you think just might possibly coach up their trainers to go out and do something like we saw at Lambeau? Would it surprise you to see that team coached by the venerable red-beaked kneecap biter himself? (laughs) You're kidding me, right? Yes, Quay Walker is a moron of epic proportions, but was his stupidity exploited in the most unique way on Sunday night? 
Should all teams start coaching this way? It seems like the easiest and least costly possible opponent ejection opportunity. Dead ball, nothing happened except the injury. The provoking team is not risking anything. What are they going to do? Eject a trainer? Why not do it? Why not send your training staff out there and tell them to find a player that they'll need to work their way around, quote unquote, and then have them buzz the tower? It might just get one of their better defenders on the opposing team booted at an inopportune time. But I'm Jaffa, just asking for answers, and I'm just asking questions. Love Bart in Fondulak, Wisconsin, hashtag more Solly. <laughs> that is a take right there. I replied back quite simply, reaching. He replied back, reaching like the trainer reached Quay? Have a good one. I replied, what world do you live in exactly? Always appreciate the feedback, even when it is from far, out of left field. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Time now for Mr. X. I've been damn it! What? That's good, right? No. I only bet ten. But you won. What did I say? What did I tell you? It's a short thing. You talk about this crap like it's science, Tony. I lost a lot of f***ing money. You didn't lose! We could have turned your bullshit into a f***ing million dollars. My bullshit? You ever think I might know what I'm doing? I'll just call myself Mr. X. Yep, you can't go wrong with Mr. X. That open was by special request. Mr. X had noticed that I was just playing the General X-Files music. And uh, you know what? I'm glad you insisted gently and politely that I go back to the elaborate Tony Soprano open because it just was on the wrong computer. That's all. I got lazy. How are you, Mr. X? I'm good. Tony always puts me in the mood. I can't help it. I love that open. <laughs> Do you know, speaking of getting pissed off, I saw today, actually yesterday, last night, and today, a Bobby Knight outtake from his Ooh. coach's show in at Indiana that I had never seen before. And I thought I had seen every piece of Bobby Knight sort of, you know, off camera or outtake moments where he's cussing, he's doing this. He's, I've heard the, the tirade through the locker room door about I'll make your guys run until you can't walk and that shit. I saw the one on the golf course where he's getting pissed off and hitting bad golf shots while taping something. I had never seen this before. How much of Bob Knight getting pissed off randomly have you seen? Uh, enough. A fair enough? Okay. Tell me if you've ever heard this one because it's a classic. My man, Super 70 Sports, said, the first 30 seconds of this Bobby Knight video are me playing the first six holes of golf. And the last 11 seconds of me playing the seventh hole on a typical round of golf. Take a listen. 41 seconds. It's going just fine for 30 seconds. 
and then something snaps. The, uh, the disappointment from this game for me uh, is the fact that we had a couple of players that just got uh, outscrapped, that, that just didn't uh, move to obtain and maintain position, and in fact, uh, on occasion, just got moved right out of position and gave up uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of points. I uh, feel that uh, we we just haven't. Uh, I mean, I'm really disappointed in the, in the of course the fucking progress that we've made. <laughs> God damn it! Fuck this show. Take this fucking show and forget it. Forget fucking fucking bastard. <laughs> That's wow. Have you ever seen that or heard that? No. <laughs> My only Bobby Knight comment over there would be this. Fine, you you are who you are, but to always turn and be angry at his critics, dude. Of course you have critics. <laughs> of course you have right. critics. Don't be so surprised. I mean, yeah. how can that surprise you if somebody goes, "Yeah, that was not good." I don't know. I don't know. I have felt that way at times this year, picking games against the Las Vegas point spread, which brings us to our opening topic here on this visit before the super wild card weekend and that is the season ending totals against the point spread for the two of us okay you're talking our our season picks before the year or are you talking about week 18 i'm sorry whatever it was you said you wanted to start with that you were oh, researching well, last, up until okay. the last minute yes well, th- last week you asked me how we had done on this show on picking season totals, and I was completely unprepared for that because it was a week early. Right, right, right. You had mentioned that you went one and four, which you did on my. That's you, on my season totals. On season totals, the over unders before the season launched. Right. I looked mine up and I went one and four. Now, and four. given last week's picks, which by the way, how did those go for each of us? Well, the point is, I had said I didn't remember what I had done on your show, and I would look it up. Okay. The reason I didn't remember is because I didn't give them. <laughs> I only gave one. Oh, really? I said I was, yeah, I said one pick. I said I was opposite you on the Raiders. I took them under. You made people that was, go to callmemrx.com for your season totals. So how did the right. callmemrx.com subscriber totals do? Well, there's three of us. I only went two and one. Uh, Dano went six and zero, oh, and X two. I think was he was four and one. So overall, we we did really well on season totals over unders. Yeah. NFL, wow! And and yeah. and since I have many little birdies that pay you for your expertise, I'm not going to get any emails going. Yeah, not so much. Here's what I had from Mr. X. I'm not going to get that, am I? <sighs> I, I, I know I'm 2-1. and one. I know Dan is 6-0. Oh. I guarantee that. i got to double-check X2. Okay. I think he's 4-1. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Well, look, if that's the case, congratulations. That is a yeah. smoking hot year for the syndicate. Yourself, your Obi-Wan Kenobi when it comes to gambling, Dano, and the young Jedi – X2. I understand that Obi-Wan is uh, retiring. Well, oh, what do you Oh, yes. <laughs> you told me you go, hey, by the way, Dano's retiring. <laughs> yeah, I, but I wished you hadn't told him before I did. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Wait a minute. Then he's not retiring. You're firing him. Uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be, no, it's it's a combination. No, okay. he's 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 done. He doesn't need to do this anymore. He's an old guy. He's way older than me. And we had talked about it being his last year. Okay. So the game's passing him by. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's sometimes last years, there's comebacks to those last years. Just, just ask Tom Brady. Exactly. Now, right. I don't see him being on the – he's probably not going to be doing a site with me next year. Besides, X2 is kind of, uh, you know, passing yeah. the torch. He's, he's doing way better. He's, he's doing well, and he needs to get more involved. Yeah. All right. Uh, that said, let's recap week 18, our picks, and really the, the pretty much the garbage barge of shit football. Okay. 
I mean, it was it was a bad week because there was only I think three meaningful, competitively contested games that I counted. The rest was a dog's breakfast of backup quarterbacks, prospect quarterbacks, and teams that just packed it in. Yeah, and as I'm pretty sure we said this on the show last week, but that's why sometimes the smartest plays you can make are pass. Because trying to predict who's doing what last week was – it's one of the hardest weeks of the year for sure. Um, On this pod, you, um, you got your lock. Your Detroit um, plus four and a half, one outright. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I call the emotional hedge, where it's like I want my Packers, but I'll take Detroit, so I'm not completely upset either way. Although I swear uh, that was not an emotional hedge; that was oh. an objective play. If I was making an emotional hedge, I would have disclosed that. No, I, I don't know that. I am. I, I objectively, I objectively felt they were going to have something for the Packers, Which, and they did. They did, which is why it was a great lock to bring it to nine and nine in those locks on the year. Oh, thank God. Nine and nine. Losing money. Nine and nine. Well, the um the rest of the other two uh, the other two unfortunately did Losers. not come home. The Colts losing on the Hail Mary. <laughs> and uh the Bears and the Peterman, which makes you go, wait, I bet on who? Nathan Peterman? Okay. Yeah. So you went one and two on those. I did the opposite. I hit my two I hit Denver at two and a half, even though they went off at a higher number. I'll take it. Um, I hit Atlanta lane four, but I missed my lock in Philly in uh, shit show beat. Yeah, I was going to say what happened. They were kind of in control. The, the final margin was close enough that I said, holy shit, did Dallas really have a chance to steal the division? And I guess the yeah. answer is not really. It, it almost seemed like, I mean, they were up 19 nothing with four chip shot field goals, a touchdown, and a pick in the end zone from inside the 10. So at 19 nothing, it was everything I thought it would be when I picked it as a lock. It should have been about 34 nothing. And then the Giants, then what, scored a couple half, late? Uh, and they were or playing the half? kid off the practice squad, which was why I was on Philly. Right. And I honestly think that you'll never hear this, but – when they see this, the Washington-Dallas score, they just eased up. They're like, hey, Washington's winning. We've won the division. Right. Let's not get hurt. And the fourth quarter was a joke. The practice squad quarterback uh, you know, running it in and closing the gap. And if it was closer, Philly would have played. But anyway, hey, it's a loss. Let's call it a loss. Um, but I went 2-1 and one overall, missing the lock. All right. So our season totals then. Me against the spread, all three picks, not including locks, was? 24 and 31. Shit sandwich. Terrible. Miserable year. Locks were even money. Nine and nine, which is losing money thanks to the big. Your season total was? Uh, 29, 24, and one. 55%. Nothing to write home about, but for, as you call it, Wednesdays, Thursdays, right. I, I'm okay with that. That's a good Thursday slump number. Slump late. Started hot. Slump late. And your locks were? Uh, nine, eight, and one. I smoked you by a half game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the good news is you can wager on these postseason games. I had to do some research on that, but that is apparently the rules. Yes, they've got point spreads, and you can bet. So let's not cry too much over what we might have or have not done during the regular season. Let's make some money in the postseason. But before we get to those picks, we got some stuff to talk about from Week 18, including you being absolutely gobsmacked at the moronosity of one Brandon Staley, head coach, L.A. Chargers. The floor is yours. Yeah, I could not figure out what they were doing i mean i don't care if you take the mentality of we're resting our players we want to stay healthy i don't care if you say we want to keep our momentum we're gonna play i don't know what he was doing he was the only team all weekend locked into a position after the ravens lost that played his starting players herbert eckler etc for no apparent reason and then with the game on the line in the fourth quarter, took them all out. <laughs> like, oh, they, I don't want them hurt in the fourth. Right. Um, 
they can play the first. But they, and I haven't looked at the updates, they got injuries to Eckler and Mike Williams. I don't know. I haven't looked to see. I think they're not significant. But maybe it was a case of a couple short nagging injuries, and he was like, yeah, what the hell am I doing? So um, let me get this straight. So the Ravens losing in the early window meant that by the time the Chargers and Broncos in the late window kicked off, they knew they didn't have to win. They just could sit there and be, they'd be the five seed, right? They were going to Jacksonville. <clears throat> if the Ravens had pulled that upset, you could make the case the Chargers want to win and go to Jacksonville versus go to Cincy with a loss. Sure. You could make that case. Um, they all say, oh, we'll play whoever. Bull. You'd all rather go to Jacksonville than Cincinnati. But once the Ravens lost, it was locked in. But well before kickoff, hi, we have a game to play before we go to Jacksonville next week. Why he was, which was why my, uh, well, I'll be honest, on my website, my pick of the week was De- uh, was um, Denver, because I thought that the Chargers would, at kickoff, throw in the towel and say we're in and not play. Right. I was stunned that they were playing that game and. When they, I almost started hoping they'd get hurt. I didn't say that. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, the Chargers, and because this is a Wednesday afternoon, we're taping this. We're even earlier now. Uh, we don't fully know, but it looks like Staley has dodged the proverbial bullet on these things because Joey Bosa, their outstanding edge rusher, was a full participant in the walkthrough on Tuesday. He's got a groin injury. Linebacker Kenneth Murray was a full participant. He has a neck injury. And Mike Williams, wide receiver, did not participate. He has a back injury, so he's the worst of it. I don't see Eckler on this report. But the larger point is this. Staley is the same coach that won't play his starters at all in August because he's afraid of injury. Fucking moron. Pick one or the other, bro. Makes no sense. Uh, Maybe he... I guess maybe he just had um, didn't understand the playoff implications. He'd asked Ron Rivera about him, and I guess Rivera didn't really know. <laughs> but that's the thing Forgot about NFL what? coaches. NFL coaches are incredibly superstitious. They believe in sort of a football voodoo at times that defies belief. There is no need to overthink it about, well, I don't want our guys to get out of football rhythm or football routine or anything else. Make it simply, do you know how much it hurts to take a helmet to the knee? Do you know how many chances there are to do that in a regulation tackle game? Okay, then. Give your guys a week off from potentially taking a helmet to the knee or having their elbow twisted behind their back. It's not fucking rocket science. In fact, you could you've actually touched on a really good point. If you think about that, there's a lot more at risk in week 18 yes. than there is in August. In August, yes. In August, if you're out a week or two. Who cares? In yes. this, it's one and done. What are you doing? Right. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, so there's the there's one of the things. Week. Yes. Go ahead. I was going to say that the best games last week. I don't know if you noticed this. The uh, Dolphin game. Uh, when they finally took the Jets late and went up 9-6. Yep. And, of course, the Jets did another one of the absolute god-awful pitchy-pitchy woo-woos. Mm-hmm. And we were watching that because the Dolphins were um, laying three and a half. They're up three <laughs> on the Jets' last play. They, they Not only did they do it, but they did it as poor as can be. Like, if you're going to do the lateral thing, you, you throw downfield over the middle, and then you start playing. You don't throw behind the line of scrimmage and have 11 <laughs> guys on the 10-yard line going, what do we do, what do we do? And and they end up, the last pitch goes out of bounds in the end zone. There was no angle. You couldn't tell if he saved it in play or not. But the ball clearly ended up in the end zone. They quickly put up the final score of 9-6. Uh-oh. I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm going, it can't be. It's either a touchdown or a safety. The ball cannot end up in the end zone. Right. Without somebody getting points. And they went to the studio and they're saying nine six and X three, who probably had an absolute piddly bet on Miami minus three and a half, was going nuts, saying, Why isn't that a safety <laughs> or a touchdown? And I said it is. It's going to be corrected. Now this how could it be a cool. touchdown? It would have to be recovered. Did somebody recover well, yeah, it? No, it? There was a pile. Nobody saw Oh, okay. Got it. Somebody had the ball, but that's why I say either way it was a point. Okay. It's either right. safety or right. a touchdown. Right. Okay. 
Um, and eventually, <laughs> God, I swear it was 15 minutes later, they changed the final to 11-6. Oh. And therefore, it's a cover. My God. I, mean, I you know. Of course, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, the craziest game of the week, and actually the best football game for the 11 guys who watched it, was the Colts-Texans. All right. Hold on a second. Let me just finish yeah. up on the Dolphins thing. Yes. I saw that final play, but I missed the conclusion of it. You know why? Because the wonders that is, oh, hey, you can get Sunday ticket for your iPad. Watch the game streaming live. Wonderful interface, Mr. X. Have you ever seen it where you can tap on the iPad screen and flip from game to game, right? Red zone, fantasy zone. It's wonderful. Until it glitches. Until it freezes. Which happens all the fucking time. So I'm watching that play. By the way, shout out to Scott Van Pelt, who I think coined the term pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. Oh, yeah. That's his term, the pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, the desperation, backwards, lateral, maybe something will happen play. So I'm watching the pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, and the fucking thing freezes before the play is over. And I was like, God damn it. I really, I love watching those because they're so fucking dumb and they never work. And I was just, I was struck by how quickly the, uh, uh, the Jets were able to slam it in reverse. Like you said, they were already within two pitchy pitches on like their own five-yard line. I'm like, yeah, you're not doing this right. Look how quickly no. you went backwards. <laughs> they didn't even, yeah, it was terrible. And how many times has the pitchy pitchy woo-woo ended up in points that didn't matter? It always oh, changes the outcome. The pitchy pitchy woo-woo has been part of bad beats. This is where Van Pelt's staff, if they can have the muscle to do it, should research it. I would say there's no less than half a dozen pitchy, pitchy woo-woos that broke the spread. Minimum Always. half dozen. Okay. And that's in the last it's 20 years since we started tracking this stuff. Okay, the Bear, or the Colts-Texans game that handed the Bears the 1-1 was one of the more spectacular shit shows ever. And many people are surmising it had to be Lovey Smith's final fuck you to the Texans who knew they were going to fire him. I don't know. But basically, <laughs> the Texans went balls out to win the game when it did not benefit them by going for it on 4th and 12, going for a Hail Mary on 4th and 20, then going for two after that to take the lead. Yeah, I mean, if you cared about that, it was great. They hit a Hail Mary and then go for two. It was It was a great game except for the fact that you know, you felt like both teams couldn't find a way to lose it. I mean, they weren't, but to lose the number one over that, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I, you're right. I, I think you, look, I think you're giving Lovey too much credit if you think he was thinking anything. I, I look at him and I just think of Homer Simpson and, the, and the, you know, what's going on. Right. I don't, I just sometimes wonder if he doesn't have a plan, period, but, um, and, uh, you know, and people say, well, the Bears aren't going to draft a quarterback anyway, so it doesn't matter if they're one or two. Sure it does. Now they have the no golden ticket. Yeah. They got the golden ticket now. They're going to trade that for a package. In fact, there is a chart that will tell you exactly how much difference in value there is between the one and the two. And it's not sure. insignificant. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's so, yeah. a big deal. Had, had the Texans run on, say, 4th and 12, the most generic up-the-middle run guaranteed not to work, or had they punted on 4th and 12, which I think they were in plus territory when they did that, if they had done that, would anyone have said, hey, man, that's that's bullshit. you got to try to compete. Who? I don't know. The, uh, the only people that would Pundits, that media, the, uh, the NFL, the league office, Troy Vincent, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it. Okay. My answer would be, oh, yeah, we did poorly on that play. Did you see the rest of our season? Right. <laughs> we, we stink. So yeah, right. why would you get mad at them for stinking more? Well, you didn't care they stunk the rest of the games. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Lovey Smith has had a pretty bad record. Like, uh, Jayco yesterday was sort of bemoaning how Cliff Kingsbury didn't deserve the job in Arizona. And I said, okay, I can buy that when he got it. But – there's a lot of other coaches that also were sort of wish casting like, yeah, this guy, I like the cut of his jib. He's not very experienced, but let's put him in there, including some black guys. And so Dave Beru 
emails me to say, Lovey Smith is white beard privilege, not white privilege. <laughs> and he lists his records. Yes, he went to the Super Bowl with the Bears in 2010. Since then, though, he went 8-8, eight and 10-6, eight, and six, then got fired. He was at Tampa, went 2-14, and 6-10, and 10, got fired. In Houston, he was 3-13-1 in one season, got fired. In the interim, when he went to Illinois in college, he went 3-9, and 2-10, and 4-8, and 6-7, and 2-5 and for a grand total of 17-39. and 39. Yeah, he was hired to be fired, and he got fired. What sure. part of any of this is surprising to anybody? You know, you, that, it's, it makes complete sense. When, when you want to hire to fire a guy, you have to take an aged veteran with a name. You have to take Kevin Lockery or Gene Shue. You can't <laughs> take a new guy. You have to sure. take – that's Lovey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the bottom line with Lovey is, you know, when, a, when an NFL head coach um, loses his job and decides to go back to college, you don't go to Illinois. <laughs> you go no. to a good school. You don't go to a Big Ten school that's going to get their ass whooped by the good uh, programs every year. The only reason to go to Illinois is that's my only choice. Yes. Nobody else wants me. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. So, you know, you've got uh, defenders going, well, it's Illinois. What's he going to do there? It's, they've sucked forever. Impossible task, right? Ever heard that? It's an impossible job. Well, how is this guy, Chris Kleeman, doing at K-State? Sure. Uh, he's got it going on. And the Kansas coach, also, who came from Wisconsin, has got Kansas back on the path to being pretty good. Well, I guess the point is that's a you can always be an up-and-coming coach and take those jobs and get better. Yeah, Lance, Leip- Lance Leipold. Down, yeah, Lance Leipold is the guy. That? Yeah, Lance yeah. Leipold is the guy at Kansas, and yeah, he's got him going right now. When everyone thought like that's an impossible job, so you know, if 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 you're gonna take a job and take their money, don't then turn around when it's all said and done, and say, "Wow, he was never gonna win there. He had no chance. The school sucked. You took the money." Yeah. Now I'm not saying Lovey yeah. made those excuses. I'm saying other people are making them for him. Yeah. Bottom line is, there was no second choice. When he took Illinois yeah. job, it's not like he compared that offer versus, I don't know, Grambling. I mean, he had no second choice. All right, points three and points four on your list. You've got a franchise QB chart. That sounds like yeah. it's a long discussion. Your lesson of the week: why chasing wrong is wrong sounds like a simple discussion, which is don't chase you moron. You're just going to end up tying yourselves in knots. Can we go right to five, which is to go through the games one by one by sure. one by one? Sure, hold on. Take me a minute to throw my quarterback chart out. Yep. No, okay. no, 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 don't throw it out. We'll save it for a for a future uh, podcast. That's all. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's go through the games this week. I hate this weekend's games. There's only one of mild interest to me. There's a number of teams that either I don't respect or are just like watching pigs fuck that I don't care to watch. The only game I huh. care about is Cowboys Buccaneers. I mean, I'll I'll watch all of them, Mister X. I'll gamble on them as well. But okay, Chargers Jaguars, I kind of like that one. But I don't want to see the Seahawks. I don't want to see the Dolphins, especially without Tua. We found out Wednesday he's still not cleared; he's not going to play. Uh, the Giants are a complete meh team. Vikings are overrated, and the Ravens are they're gouging your eyeballs out, awful to look at. And Lamar Jackson is almost certain to not play. So, so what do we got? You're going to be on the Hallmark channel? <laughs> I said I'd watch them all, but it's going to be a hate watch. Oh, it's going to be a hate watch. All right, let's start with Seahawks and Niners. Uh, Seattle is at San Fran. This is a rekindling of the great rivalry that used to exist between Pete Carroll and Jimmy Harbaugh back when the two teams were totally flying. Niners are flying right now. Brock Purdy. Could be the man there uh, as Mr. Irrelevant, San Fran minus nine and a half. Yeah, well, my thoughts on that are, you know, Seattle came out of the shoot kind of surprising, obviously. Um, they covered one of their last eight games. Uh, meanwhile, San Fran, you know, has won 10 in a row, and they covered eight of those. And they've covered seven of the last eight. 
they're on their third quarterback. Shanahan is clearly starting to seem like one of those guys who will never get the the votes or the respect for it. But that's a coach of the year job. I'm sorry. And I know it'll be Jacksonville guy, but to be on your third quarterback, go 13 and four, win 10 straight down the stretch. That's quite a job. Yeah. The Seahawks being in a life or death struggle with uh, Baker Mayfield last week when they had nothing to play for does not inspire confidence as they travel to San Francisco. So I'm inclined to lay the points here with San Fran over Seattle. That's my pick. Yeah, the only the only thing on the other side of that one is, is Carroll is you know there's a reason that this team competes and it's Carroll. He, I'm not sure I'd lay a huge number against Pete Carroll in the playoffs, but it sure is a team going the right direction and a team struggling the other way. Okay, you can make as many official picks for the pod here as you like. I'm gonna pick every game because it doesn't fucking matter uh, for me. Okay. And I'm not going to have a lock because honestly, I I don't I don't feel confident of anything at this point. So I'm not going to declare locks. For You're not confident games. in your lock that could go as good as the nine and nine on the season. Okay. No, I'm not confident in a lock that's the same as flipping a coin. So yes. Okay. Well, right. I'm only going to give. I thought we were going to give one lock. I, I got a lot that's of fine. notes that might be helpful, but yeah. I'm not okay. ready to pick them all yet. I haven't watched all this. Well, you don't want to give away the story either. Call me MrX.com. Oh. All right, Saturday night. Uh, the five and four play each other in the AFC. The Chargers are at the Jaguars, and LA is a two point road favorite. They're the only road favorite this week in the postseason. Well, of course, it helps they're ten and seven, and the Jags. You know, with the Jags, uh, you know, they were four and eight, and they won the last five games and four times as an underdog. I mean, they have really had quite a run. They're the story. My first thought of the Chargers all year was they'd be a sleeper postseason team. And then I realized they've been everyone's sleeper for like 10 years in a row. And I'm really tired of the Chargers being a sleeper. And the reason that is, in my opinion, is they're a fantasy football delight. You know, in fantasy leagues, you want a Charger. They get, you know, they get numbers all over. They're a fantasy team. Um, But that's not really that important now that fantasy's over they yeah. lost to the jags 38 10 earlier this year in like week three wow um in la that's uh, right that was a big win for jacksonville early on yeah so anyway i mean obviously the chargers are the better team jacksonville's hot i would take a flyer on jacksonville plus two give me the jags plus okay, okay. uh next the dolphins and bills sunday Early game, 1 o'clock. Bills are minus 13 now that we know Tua is out. I could have sworn I saw 7 or 8 until this news. Am I wrong? Uh, you are wrong. Okay. It opened at 10.5, but you're right. It did just bump from 10, okay. 10.5 up. To that makes sense. A quarterback move usually is good for, at most, 2 or 3 points. Yeah, of course. The key is not just the uh, as it was, it's not who you lose, it's who you have. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just a matter of losing right. to it. Right. That you have Skyler, Skyler Thompson. Yeah. Well, you know that you can't even analyze the Dolphins during the season, but they're a streaky team. One three lost three. One five lost five. I mean, they are a streaky team. They have been. They did the same thing last year, uh, but. Analyzing the Dolphins' season and now playing with Skyler, it makes no sense. So there's really not much to say about them. They were 11 and one in one-score games, by the way, this year. The Dolphins. Wow, I have a hard time. Yeah, I have a hard time betting on anyone, any team in this postseason that's lost their quarterback. I think the teams that don't have their quarterback are going to get crushed. Well, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think the Dolphins, with you know, prior to this win against the Jets, they've been in free fall. Having lost what five straight was it? Yes, something like that. Five straight. So yeah, five they're straight. in free fall, and suddenly in week eighteen at home against a Jets team that's got the X next to them for eliminated, and playing fifty-eight-year-old Joe Flacco has them in a six-six death tussle. The yeah. fuck I am going to bet on them without Tua on the road in Buffalo. 
not happening. They played the Bills tough there this year and close, and people are going to want to comp to that, but there's a huge drop-off. Nothing really works without their best quarterback. Bills minus, please. Well, yeah, not um, missing their top two quarterbacks is even more. But, you know, I, I admit I've been waiting to go against Buffalo uh, for quite a while now. They continue to get too much respect. I mean, they while they won their last seven games, they were only like three and four, and they covered the last two. Right. They have not been a cover team. They've been, you know, That's they're true. a great team. They're not a cover team. But And by the way, the other thing on them is they've gone under um, – 10 out of the last 13. Okay. They're an under team, which might be a better look now that, uh, although I'm sure that number's going to drop with Tua out. I haven't looked at it. So it, these are two teams that I want no part of betting on, to be honest. Okay. And it, it's, if you're going to bet on, uh, on or against the third quarterback, it's almost like gambling. It's almost like gambling. The 430 game on Sunday is part of the triple header on Sunday. It is a 2-3-1 lineup of games on the super wild card weekend. Is the six seeded Giants at the third seeded Vikings? Vikings are minus three in this one. They beat the Jets, I think, by six earlier, or the Giants earlier this year by six or so about. Uh, the Vikings are one of the only teams ever to have 13 or more wins with a negative point differential, which is fucking hilarious. So, yeah, they're weak coffee. The Giants are pretty much meh, if you ask me. I wouldn't bet this game with Arch Schleister pushing and Pete Rose's money and and immunity from the leagues themselves. So if I have to pick somebody, I'm going to pick the Giants. Well, I top of my head, Giants won in Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say the other way around? No, no, no. I'm sorry. They covered in Minnesota. Minnesota won the game by three. You're right. You're right. Okay, yeah. I knew that they. Co- I knew they were the winning side, but they lost. Winning side, okay. but actual losing. Yes. Right. You're right. The interesting thing about the Giants, they're the cover team. I mean, they're the best cover team in this tournament. You know, they started the year um, six and one, and they finished the year six and one against the number. Um, even though they only finished two, four, and one, they covered six out of the last seven. They continue to like, let's call it, not get their lines adjusted. They continue to seem to be valued as a preseason average to below average team. Okay, but the Vikings, everybody knows they're eleven and zero in one score games, but weirdly they're five, five and one in those games, which means they keep winning these games and, and just can't even cover the field goal. So common sense tells me the Vikings win this game and the Giants cover, but it's only three. Are the Vikings really going to have another <laughs> two-point win? Because <laughs> yeah. the Giants keep covering. They're underdogs and they keep covering, and the Vikings keep not covering, but it's only three. So yeah. Then we get to Sunday night, and that would be the Bengals and Ravens on NBC. Uh, Ravens likely to have to go without Lamar Jackson one last time. He may have already played his last game as a Raven. Bengals are 12-4. and four. They're still kind of pissed off about how the whole league handled the DeMar Hamlin injury and their uh, chance to get a higher seed. But they're eight-point favorites in this one. I'm going to revert to my teams without their quarterback are going to get killified. I'll take the Bengals leaning in, laying the lumber, Minus the eight. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, this uh, just today they announced um, just before uh, you called both Lamar and Huntley didn't practice again. Oh my god! Which makes you wonder, Anthony why, Brown, why is RG three not their third stringer instead of whoever Brown? I mean, he he was the perfect fit for that team as a three, but whatever. Um, you know, the 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 Ravens last year were eight and one with Lamar in the lineup this year, they're six and three kind of what I said with two. There's just, there's no sense looking at anything when Lamar doesn't play. It's not just a, I'm not trying to say Lamar is elite. What I'm saying is they, they pretty much gear that team around him, average skill positions everywhere. And when he's not in and it's Huntley and maybe even Brown, it looks like, I, you know, you'll want to say, oh, go to the other team. But as you call it, it's it's in that number. That line's going up. I, you know, I, I, I just can't analyze a game with a guy named Brown playing quarterback wow. that I've not seen 
So yeah, all right, fair enough. But and then since, since, he, since he's on a hot streak, I mean they've won eight in a row, but they can't. They're not a cover team either. They're like Buffalo. The numbers are always high because everyone thinks they're great, but even in their eight game winning streak, they've only covered the number four times. Yeah. All right, that takes us to Monday night's game: Cowboys Buccaneers. Dak Prescott and America's team versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You can't get much better than that from a TV perspective. They're going to love it. Tampa is a two-and-a-half-point home underdog. So I said earlier there was only one home dog. I was wrong. There's two actually now. And that would be the Cowboys favored by two-and-a-half on the road. Could this be a classic two-and-a-half trap? Uh, Well, let me see. I thought, yeah, I've been showing them at three. Um, so I don't think so. I'm, my, I'm, well, I might see what it is All right, right now. Take a quick look. But no, I don't consider this a trap, but it's uh go ahead. You were going to say? No, I was just going to fill oh, while I you looked that up if it was important I'm to find sorry. it. It did just drop. It was three. It's okay. gone to two and a half. It could, it could wobble a bit as well. Be It's only Wednesday. Game is not till fucking Monday. So just remember that when you hear our predictions for this game. Um, ah, boy. The Cowboys, <laughs> this is the kind of game they fuck up. It really is. They are not a complete team, and Dak Prescott is wildly inconsistent. And I just wouldn't feel super comfortable betting on them here, even though I've got very little regard for how good this Buccaneers team is, which I think is not very good. And I, yeah, I'm leery of the goat or the loat, as my boy Josh calls him, the luckiest of all time. So I'm going to have to take the Buccaneers plus a couple of points here at home on a whim. Well, I had been torn on this game and figured I would just do what I usually do, which is wait to see which way you go on Brady and go the other Other way. Right. But, you know, I mean, this is a 12 and five team. Versus an eight and nine team. Okay, maybe there's not a whole lot more to look at than that. Okay, an eight and nine team. If it wasn't for the name of Tom Brady attached to that team, this team's terrible. They are terrible. They have not played well. We they beat Dallas in the opener, nineteen three, I think, in the season opener. Yeah. Everyone said, "Well, Brady's good. Dallas might not." Be. Well, since that time, it's pretty much obviously been opposite. Dallas was better with their backup. Yeah. We've been waiting all year for Brady to, quote, get get comfortable with his new pieces, but, you know, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I there was a Monday night game, I'm sorry, I don't remember when, late in the year. I had made the, the vow to never bet Tampa again this year because they continue to have lines that imply Brady's and they're going to get better, and they continue to stink. And I just said, put them on the shelf, don't bet Tampa again this year. And then I sent out a Monday night um, pick to my VIPs where I basically said, I'm taking Tampa. And if I'm wrong, I'll do the Bart Simpson right on the blackboard. I'll never bet Tampa again. I'll never bet Tampa again. And after Tampa blew it, one of my guys shipped me a box of crayons. Oh, my (laughs) God. Because I was wrong. And I said, I can't wait for the playoffs to go against Tampa. But I don't know. I'll tell you what, they – Dallas has not impressed me lately. I mean, I'm, I'm not as sold on them. It's so hard to figure what they did against Washington. I, I mean, I guess they really never believed Philly would lose. I guess not, because it looked uh, like shit, that's for sure. Are you uh, are you a fan of this format uh, for this weekend? Late start on Saturday, and then a triple header Sunday, and then one extra on Monday. Does this suit your lifestyle? Oh, God, I don't know how it could be any better. It allows you to sleep in Saturday. I told Mrs. X, give me a list of everything you need done, and I'll do the whole weekend between 12 and 1230 on Saturday. <laughs> and after that, I'm gone yeah. for football for three days. Yeah, it really I'm, is good. It gives it gives families and dads that uh, window early on Saturday to go be a dad, be involved, yeah. go to a soccer game. Well, not soccer. Go to a basketball game. Go to a gymnastics meet. Whatever it is that's indoors during the winter. And then settle in for yeah. two games, including primetime. They got primetime games in both Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Not just both, yeah. but all three nights, which is what this league is and will be for the foreseeable future, a television show 
about quarterbacks. Should be good. Okay, uh, there we go. Your run through the games, as always. Remember, these are Wednesday selections. Your official pick, your one official pick is? Oh, I will take um, I'll take the Jags. Okay. My, uh, my sampler platter, a little bit on all the games. I'm taking two dogs, and that would be the Buccaneers and the Jaguars, and the rest are favorites. So please gamble responsibly, and we'll see everyone next week. Thank you, Mr. X. Okay. See you. Let's end on this. DeMar Hamlin's recovery continues at an amazing pace. It's wonderful to hear and to see. He's been released from the hospital now in Buffalo to continue his recuperation at home. He also, on on Wednesday, filed for trademarks for three is back and did we win? Which instantly got me to thinking of the boss hog bite. We all sell these t-shirts. For four dollars, and they only gonna cost us thirty-five and a half cents each. Ooh, we gonna make a bundle. I'm a little bit okay. He's filing for trademarks now. Jesus. Okay. All right. Still love the guy. Love for Demar. That's great. Let's get that t-shirt hustle going, baby. There was one report though from Coy Wire. Remember, Coy Wire played defensive end in the NFL. I think for the Falcons. He reports on the Bills now. I don't. You know, I looked in his Twitter bio. He didn't say who he works for, which is probably a good thing. You know, I took that out of my Twitter bio. I once put in my Twitter bio, here's what I do shows for. And I had all three entities listed. Uh, you know, 1029 The Hog, followed by Fox Sports Radio, and then Team 980. And after one wayward tweet about the silly Aussie punter who fucked up in the Michigan State-Michigan game, and I mocked him on Twitter, a small contingent of complete jihadists, like his friends and family who watched him play at Utah before he transferred to Michigan State. Michigan, actually? Yeah, Michigan. Um, Came after me big time. Oh, you can't say that. You know, they're like, you're being insensitive. I mean... I didn't say anything like, hey, you should go kill yourself. I'm just like, I forget what the tweet was, but it was deemed to be, how dare you? How dare you? So they, you know, the tweets following that were like, this guy has three jobs. Let's make it our job. Let's make it our mission so that he has zero come Monday. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, are you kidding me? So enough of them got the phone number for some live body out at Fox Sports Radio in LA, and they just were ringing the phone off the hook. To the point where they called me and they go, look, can you please just take this tweet down for God's sakes? We don't have time to deal with it. Nothing more happened from that. But it was at that point I realized, you know what? No point in making yourself a target on Twitter. That's why my new Twitter avatar or my new Twitter handle just says, I ain't here to fight the whole internet today. And that's a mantra I stand by. But anyway, I digress. So uh, Coy Wire reports and I don't know who he works for, but he reports wonderful news regarding DeMar Hamlin per hospital official, per source. Doctors are finishing tests to determine whether there were any pre-existing conditions that caused DeMar's cardiac arrest. Ongoing tests have determined that there was that that was not the case. It appears the collision was the cause. Hospital plans to release a written health update within coming hours. There's also optimism that DeMar will be deemed well enough to be released from the Buffalo General Hospital 24 to 48 hours. That's already happened. Look, uh, coy wire, per sources, per hospital official. Doctors are finishing tests, but they're doing ongoing tests, and they're determining that there is no pre-existing condition, which may well be the case. Oh, by the way, if this is a rare case of commodio cordis, the question has to be asked, well, what does the NFL do? Do they make new rules? Do they require additional equipment? Do they cross their fingers and just forget about it? I don't know. There are three basic possibilities. One is it's some version of commodio cordis or a strike to the chest that causes a irregular heartbeat that takes him out and that he otherwise has a clean bill of health, no heart conditions, no heart damage, nothing in the arteries or anything like that possible. Possibility number two is there was something that was caused by 
or related to a vaccine injury, some onset of myocarditis, pericarditis, etc., but they are not going to admit that. And the third possibility is that it was, number two, a vaccine-related injury, and they do admit it. They come out and go, oh, yeah, this was a deal. Uh, He had just had his third shot or a booster, and then, you know, there were some signs of myocarditis, and our staff has ruled out all this other possibilities, and we think it was uh, the vaccine. Don't hold your breath for number three. Again, it could be any one of the three. Could well be one. Maybe it is the one in a million, one in a 10 million, one in a trillion shot, which has never happened before in the NFL, despite hit after hit after hit that simulate or are far worse than the one we saw that sent poor DeMar Hamlin right to the edge of the next life. The one thing I do know is that number three, that it was somehow caused by the vaccine or a underlying condition was uh, accelerated due to it, and then the hit made it the possibly fatal event. Three simply cannot be allowed to be true. It may be true, but it cannot be allowed to be true in the public sphere for so many people. The stakes are too high. If there begins a sort of a, hey, you know, we're, yeah, we're seeing this shot is kind of problematic for an age group of young men, uh, especially athletes, that are engaged in, in extreme physical competition, there's going to be hell to pay. Hell to pay for a very powerful coalition of forces. The Biden administration, the CDC, the FDA, Big Pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, on down the line, the U.S. military, universities, state government, local government, hospitals, large companies, small companies, medium companies, school systems, restaurants, and of course the liberal media that cheered all along to get the vax. It's perfectly safe. How dumb will Stephen Colbert's dance number, the vaccine look, if they say, uh, whoops, this thing might be killing a certain subset of young people. You didn't think that song and dance number could look any more dumb. Trust me, it would if this were allowed to be spoken. So again, it may not have been, but number three cannot be allowed to come to fruition because of all that's behind it. Meanwhile, in Colorado Springs, very sad story, Cadet Hunter Brown, a lineman on the Air Force's Falcons football team, died suddenly after suffering a medical emergency, quote-unquote, on his way to class on Monday. He was just 21 years old. The Air Force said Brown experienced that emergency while he was leaving his dorm room for class. First responders attempted to resuscitate him, but were unsuccessful. Cause of death has not been revealed. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. But we're going to have to keep a close eye out. By the way, in 1999, a lot of you smart listeners who know the world and live in the world and have friends and family who take prescription medication, you probably do as well, and you are educated on this stuff, you already know this story, but for those that don't, I'll give it to you. In 1999, Merck, drug company Merck, launched Vioxx which was a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, or NSAID, meant to treat inflammation, autoimmune stuff, like the shit I got, rheumatoid arthritis, and more. Five years later, Merck voluntarily withdrew Vioxx from the market because of concerns about an increased risk of heart attack and stroke associated with long-term high-dosage use. Merck withdrew the drug only after disclosures that it withheld information about Vioxx's risks from doctors and patients for over five years, allegedly resulting in between 88,000 and 140,000 cases of serious heart disease and sometimes death. Vioxx was one of the most widely used drugs to ever be withdrawn from the market. In the year before it was taken off, Merck had sales upwards of $2.5 billion from that one drug alone. Lawsuits, of course, piled up, and soon Merck was swamped. By November of 2007, Merck announced that it had agreed on a mass tort settlement of, get this, $4.85 billion between the company and lawyers of 27,000 individual lawsuits. 
with a try every case strategy as opposed to a class action lawsuit. After the settlement, the lawyers for the case disputed the $315 million awarded in legal fees. Don't know what happened with that, but you know, as Andrew Brandt says, there will be lawyers. Now, in the case of these COVID shots, Pfizer and company cannot be sued because they are under a emergency use authorization. Must be nice. But here's the thing. How dangerous was Vioxx? Well, in the end, they determined not that dangerous. Quote, following the 2005 FDA advisory committee, the agency issued a memo concluding the data from large, long-term controlled clinical trials did not demonstrate that Vioxx and similar drugs had a higher risk of serious cardiovascular events than non-selective NSAIDs. In other words, it was about as safe as aspirin. So think about that. A drug that got that turned out to be not at all that dangerous was pulled and generated a ton of lawsuits, many successful before they agreed to that mass tort settlement because it was one that was not part of a global push by every level of government, corporate America, the media, schools, leagues, etc. It was just Merck said, hey, we got a drug for infl- inflammatory diseases and whatnot. Let's put it out there. Didn't have the protection of the EUA. Showed to maybe have a slightly elevated risk profile. Generated a shit ton of lawsuits. They pulled it from the market, paid a ton of money out in legal fees, and said, okay, whoops, sorry. And it was the same as aspirin. I'd be willing to bet that there's probably a bit more risk to some people, not everybody, some, with the mRNA shots than aspirin. I'd be pretty willing to bet that. But they're facing a much different situation right now. I don't know what happened to DeMar Hamlin. I don't know what happened to this poor kid at the Air Force Academy. But I know this. It would take a much bigger pile of smoking guns for anybody to admit, whoops, this stuff is dangerous. Maybe we should stop. Hell, look at the mask thing. Are the people the best and the brightest admitting, yeah, masks didn't really do anything. Haven't done anything in the real world. Don't do anything in actual studies. Yeah, we thought it'd be, it'd be nice if masks would stop transmission, but well, they don't. Have they admitted that? No. Duke University is apparently going to bring back mandatory masks in classrooms as soon as January 19th. And the beat goes on. All right, that's enough of drug talk. You got a lot today on the podcast, didn't you? You got some crazy-ass Quay Walker Trainers did it on purpose, theory, emails. I got maybe some hookup at Wild Turkey in the distillery. Maybe not. We'll see if there's a follow-up email on that. We got good NFL gambling stuff, point spread stuff, analytics stuff from Mr. X. All convenient and free right here on the Zavecast. If you find this podcast entertaining, worth your time, and always capable of making you either learn something, get pissed off, or perhaps, I don't know, laugh, tell a friend or tell an enemy. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah with so many brands to choose from you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid like my bookie bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie